You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step by step how to meet and seduce beautiful women. Women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week long fling, or a long term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome to another episode of How to Talk to Girls. Today, we have an interview with a friend, a colleague of mine. Her name is Diana Mandel, and she is awesome. Why is she awesome? Because she's got great advice for guys when it comes to dating. I've gotten advice from her. I've gone to her. I'm like, Diana, I need some advice. I really have, and she's helped out a ton. So I'm excited to be interviewing her today on a very popular topic, the new thing going around the world, which is ghosting. What is ghosting? You're going to learn all about it. And if you're like, wait, I know what ghosting is because I've been ghosted, or maybe I have ghosted somebody. Well, we're going to be diving very deep into everything ghosting. You know, are you doing it? Why are you doing it? If it's happening, why is it happening to you? What are the repercussions of doing it? And why, yeah, why are people doing it? Like, what's the big deal? Well, what's, what's going on? Why are people ghosting? Again, you're going to learn all about this in just a minute here with Diana. If you want to learn more about her, you can go to dianamandel.com. That's dianamandel with two L's. She's a great guest, a wealth of information. So we're going to get to that interview in just a second. But before that, here is a little information for you if you don't know already about my program called Hooked. Hey, it's Trip Kramer. How would you like to be the man that women are naturally drawn to and command the animalistic magnetism that makes women desperately compete to become your lover? It's not enough to attract her. You've got to get her hooked. And that's why I'm inviting you to learn how to create an amazing abundance in your dating life that will make your friends grab you and demand to know what you're doing differently. You'll learn how to turn a female friend into a lover, how to set up a first date that naturally leads to sex. You'll even learn to get your ex-girlfriend or wife back if that's what you want. This program, Hooked, will get you everything you need to enjoy the sex life and dating life you know you deserve. Go to GetHerHooked.com to learn how to get a woman completely addicted to you. 100% 100% money back guaranteed. Getterhooked.com. Hey, Diana, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic because every time that we talk, I'm always learning something from you and we just have such amazing conversations. I'm actually shocked that it's taken us this long to get you on the podcast. And we did because... You know, the other week we were having a long chat. We got into the idea of ghosting and I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We got to talk <laughs> about this on the podcast. So it's great to have you here. Uh, Thank you. You are, well, first of all, one of the things I like about you that's so unique is you have a degree, right? What's your degree in? I have a graduate degree in psychotherapy. In psychotherapy. It's, it's very rare to talk to many coaches who have a degree in something very specifically related to you know, relationships and, and, and dealing with people. I personally don't have any degrees. Uh, it's funny because people always ask me, how are you qualified to do this? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just figured it out. <laughs> but for you, you got some cool background. So why don't you tell the guys more about you, how you got into this, and you know what you do and what your specialty is. Awesome. So I'll give you the short version of the long story. <laughs> So I went to undergrad and grad school you know, for this. I knew for a long time that this is what I wanted to do. 
I help single men. I do help some women and couples as well, but my kind of bread and butter and where I started was working with men. I love the idea of, you know, a woman being able to help a man. I think the reason really why I do this is I saved a girl's life when I was 10 from suicide. I didn't realize then that sort of, you know, what I did and, and, you know, the impact of it until I was more of a teenager and kind of reflected back on that and thought like, you know, that was interesting and more of a kind of natural skill than anything being as young as I was. So I definitely want to help people. I want to have my own business. It was kind of starting to form, you know, in terms of like the idea. And in terms of like the relationship aspect, it's kind of several reasons, but I had a lot of trauma growing up and my parents' relationship was one of the real stable things that I could rely on in my life. And I think I thought that was normal because whatever you grow up with is what, you know, you think is normal, whether it sort of is or it isn't. And I realized kind of, you know, again, kind of the teenager type of time that most people's parents' relationship was not that great necessarily. And we tend to emulate our parents' relationships. So that was something that I definitely, you know, sort of kept in the back of my mind the more I learned of other people's relationships. And I also had a really tough time through my 20s with dating, just from like some limiting beliefs that I had and some of the past, you know, trauma that I was talking about that kind of wasn't totally healed properly. So I kind of, you know, would refer to myself as a shit magnet, which is funny, but like not really. <laughs> it's not funny when it's yours, you know, and like your story. So when I kind of hit rock bottom, which was story in itself, it was a pretty bad time. I decided to treat myself like a client and it wasn't necessarily because I thought it was a good idea. I just didn't know what else to do. I was just sort of like done at that point. And within a month and a half, I started dating the man that I'm married to now. So not that it was sort of super simple like that, the way most people make it sound like your sort of rags to riches stories, but I had to learn to like myself first and then love myself. And I literally went through like my entire sort of like, you know, program that I put other people through and it's still a work in progress. It, it always will be, you know, for the rest of my life for a lot of different reasons, but just, you know, within the last few years, it completely changed my life. So, and I try to do the same for others. Now, when guys come to you, what are their biggest issues? So a lot of it relates to sort of two different things. It's like a two-prong type of thing. So first is usually personal. There's like something going on. It doesn't need to be this huge thing, but it could be, you know, a self-confidence issue. It could be that certain parts of their life aren't great. Maybe they don't have a lot of really solid friendships. Maybe they're not really happy at work. I mean, usually something, not always, but often something is kind of going on personally, which kind of bleeds into, you know, the kind of more romantic part of things. And then... In terms of romance, you know, it's typically guys who just kind of don't really know what they're doing. You know, and I mean that with love, we all don't know what we're doing in a lot of areas of life, but you know, they don't necessarily know how to approach women. They don't know what attracts women. They don't understand women. They don't know whether a woman's kind of just being nice or is actually interested. A lot of men walk around really bitter. Women do too, but um, a lot of men walk around really bitter in terms of what they think women are like. And a lot are, but a lot aren't. So, you know, instead of blaming the other person, I look at it as, you know, well, we need to fix you. They're never going to change, right? Like, that's not what we're here to do. But we do want to change you and certain things that you're doing. Like, why are you attracting those type of women is really more the question. So again, we're kind of looking at the personal and looking at the romantic and kind of smushing it, you know, together and creating sort of an up-leveling in all areas of your life. I love that you brought up this idea of bitter because I think that segues really nicely into what we're talking about today in terms of ghosting. I think that you know, well, first we'll, we'll define ghosting. I'll, I'll give a light definition and maybe you can, you can add on to it. Is ghosting is, is when generally you don't hear back from someone. Now there's so many variations of it. You know, ghosting can be, well, maybe even all the way from the beginning of, you know, maybe you met her out 
and you don't hear from her. You know, you got her number and you texted her and she doesn't respond back. Or even you met from online, but you haven't met yet. Right? So that's like very, very beginning parts of maybe the ghosting is happening there. All the way to, and Diana, we were talking about this and I was saying how crazy this is. Me and Diana are in a, a big Facebook group with a bunch of other dating coaches, love coaches, relationship coaches. And someone was talking about a client and the, I think it was a girl and she got ghosted by a guy after six months of dating, which is so extreme. I mean, six months is a long time. This is usually around the time when people are, are very serious in a relationship, maybe even saying, I love you. And the guy just stopped responding and he was nowhere to be found. I mean, he wasn't like MIA, you know, he was, he was alive and well, but she, he stopped responding to her. So it can kind of be anywhere from the beginning to the end. And what this is causing is a lot of people to be bitter. And then what I think happens is as people become bitter from this ghosting process, they just think, well, if I got ghosted, then fuck it, I'll just ghost too. And then it just keeps on perpetuating and everyone just ghosting each other. And it's causing a huge problem, I think. I mean, really just, A, I think it's so disrespectful in some ways to do that to someone. And if anyone listening right now has ever been ghosted, you probably you know, know how it feels. Like it sucks. Feels, you feel disrespected. You feel bad. It's like you'd rather just kind of hear from the person or at least hope they say like, yeah, I'm just not interested anymore. So what are your thoughts on, on all that? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, in terms of, you know, my sort of version of what ghosting is, we all sort of have our own definition, but it's really someone you're typically dating and it can even be a friend, but in this case, obviously it's, it's really more dating, disappearing from contact without any explanation at all. And it's usually people who are doing it for fear of disappointing someone looking kind of like the bad guy or dealing with someone's like direct anger or not really knowing how they're going to react to you. So it typically happens within like one to five dates. That's kind of the most common time. But as you said, with that example, where it's a bit extreme, but does happen. I mean, I've heard even years that people date that some, you know, things like that tend to happen. And it's really for those, you know, that kind you've of fear. Year, you've had, you've heard it happen from years of people dating? Ghosting yeah. happened years? Yeah. We're literally like the person will leave your apartment. Like you'll go to work, be like, love you, you know, like have a great day. And you come home from work that night and their shit's gone and like, that's it. I can only imagine though, that must be happening in a situation. I can understand ghosting in more of the extreme sense of Mm -hmm. your partner is so shitty to you and has done something so wrong, maybe even borderline abusive. And then at that point, I think ghosting is like, well, who cares? Because you're just trying to get safer just get away from a very terrible person and they don't necessarily even deserve, you know, you having to give an explanation because they've been so bad to you. But if it's anything less than that, it's, I mean, it's just, I can't, I can't believe people are doing it. But it's happening and ghosting is like, it's basically just avoidant behavior. Like you're essentially avoiding something, whether it's your own emotional discomfort, your ambivalence, you know, something about you just kind of wanting to like avoid the person on the receiving end. It's a cop-out. It's selfish. And what's sort of so bad about it is that it leaves the other person with no closure. You have unanswered questions, there's confusion, you feel abandonment. I mean, it really creates a lot more problems than if you just said to someone, hey, like, I, you know, I like you, you're a great person, I've really gotten to know you. I just kind of feel like we're moving different directions or not the same, you know, we're kind of not on the same page or I'm just not really ready for a relationship, whatever it is that you want to call it, just say something like that, you know, be kind and courteous and move on. And I think whether you've been on one date or you've been on several, you owe that to someone because they've given invested time, energy. I'm sure by, let's say the third or fourth date, I'm sure they've opened up to some degree and told you certain things. Like 
it's just a, a respect issue, you know, that's happening here where you're, because you're not saying anything specific. And even that's kind of a bit watered down, obviously just being like, you know, I don't feel connection or, you know, it's like something's missing. And some people even in response will ask, like, can you just give me some sort of feedback? Like, is there anything that you could tangibly give me, you know, to work on or to know or whatever? I mean, that's kind of really the best feedback is someone you're actually going on a date with, right? And some people will give it and some people won't. Some people don't even know why, right? It's just kind of like, it's a connection thing. Same thing will happen with friends. It's like, you just kind of can't necessarily put your finger on it. It's like, you're just not getting a good vibe from someone or it's just kind of, I don't know, there's something that's missing. It just doesn't feel right. But if you're not giving the person that sort of explanation of any sort, obviously the more detailed, the better, but of any sort, they're going to sit there wondering, you know, was it me? Was it this specific thing I said? I mean, it's almost like torture. That's funny. I was talking to uh, a life coach friend of mine recently, and we were saying, wouldn't it be amazing if we lived in a world where if something doesn't work out, you know, you go on a few dates I'm talking more of the beginning parts. You know, I think that when people break up, most of the time, generally speaking, there are a lot of, there's more conversation of why it's not working out. But in these beginning times, and I'm talking like first date to like, I don't know, 10th date, okay? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could be so brutally honest with each other? Because I, I say, you know, to guys, if you're going to break it off with a girl in the first couple of dates, you know, just say, oh, I didn't feel a connection. But that's kind of, I mean, not kind of, it's vague, right? Mm -hmm. There's usually a reason there. I don't really think it's always, oh, I didn't feel the connection. There's a reason why I didn't feel the connection. So wouldn't it be amazing if we actually just told each other straight up, hey, this was the reason why, you know, I don't want to see you again. Like, for example, you know, let's say you're on a date with a girl and and I've been on many dates with girls where they don't ask any questions. Mm -hmm. And by the way, these girls are interested because I've been on multiple dates with them. So that, that could be a sign of, oh, maybe she just doesn't care and doesn't want to be there. But it, to me, if you're interested and you're not asking me questions, I mean, I've literally been on a few dates where they maybe ask one question to you and you're sitting there doing all the work and like, what's going on here? That sucks. I don't want to be with someone like that. That's just terrible conversationalist. I don't like them. They're not showing interest in the way that I would like or just even be able to hold that conversation. And so that would be an example of, you know, me saying to a girl like, Hey, listen, we were on the, you know, last night, it it wasn't that fun. You know, you barely asked me any questions. And I feel like, you know, it was kind of a boring time. It wouldn't be great if you could just say that to someone because, and not to hurt them, but to actually give someone feedback. I would like that too. Personally, I'm always in growth mindset, right? So I always want to, you know, get better and see kind of what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right. So I can always be a better person. I would absolutely, of course it stings, but I would love for a girl to just tell me specifically what was it that she didn't like. And of course, this is not going to happen. People are very, they're not good at rejecting people. You know, it's like people, I think, naturally don't want to be rude. They don't want to be mean. It's like not in them because it's very uncomfortable to say something like this to someone. So what do we do? Well, and we're talking about ghosting. Some people are just ghost. And I think one of the reasons also why ghosting is so prevalent these days is because of technology, right? I think. I don't know if ghosting was happening back in, as much as it is now, like in the, you know, before we were able to text each other. But now we're building all these relationships. A lot of it is happening on the text message or on whatever platform that you can message someone digitally. And I think that's allowed people to easily just be like, well, this is the main form of communication that's happening between us. I'm just not going to respond and then just move on. I mean, what do you think about that? 
I completely agree with you. I think ever since, you know, yeah, some of social media kind of makes this all worse or it waters a lot of the stuff down and doesn't make it as sort of serious because it's almost like trendy to ghost. Like it's kind of like it was given a name. And so I think there's kind of some piece that where it almost takes it more into light. And so it makes it more like, oh, like I can do this because it's a thing and it's a name and it's labeled. And so I think there's some piece of that. And I think it's also a text message because let's say, you know, for argument's sake, we set up a date, you and I, and, you know, it's 20 minutes before the date and I'm like heading there. I mean, it could take someone, you know, easily 30, 40 minutes to get somewhere, depending on what we're talking about. And, you know, it couldn't, it wasn't a thing where you could just text someone and say, hey, like, sorry, can't make it, you know, whatever. Like that wasn't a thing when we had regular landline phones, right? So you basically had to show up or or just like not show up at all. And that's pretty extreme. At least someone will say, well, I sort of gave them the courtesy ahead of time. So the phone gives people an out to do a lot of things and to be late and to, you know, kind of mistreat people. So I completely agree with you there. And I think another thing that's interesting with what you're saying is basically comes down to communication. You know, I think people are really afraid to actually open up and be vulnerable. And even just kind of making assumptions about someone, like let's say for argument's sake, you and I go on a first date and I don't want to be with a guy who's a party or I kind of be with someone who's, you know, you know, grounded and sort of has their stuff together and kind of got out of that party mode. And you mentioned something about, you know, partying last week. And I think a lot of people make assumptions and I'll just assume then that you are a partier and kind of put that label on your head and just kind of stamp it. But it could have been a situation where let's say, you know, it was your brother's bachelor party and you don't typically do that, but you know, that was the weekend it was and that's how it fell. And you didn't necessarily explain it that way. I'm assuming you're a partier. You're really not. So do people really dig in enough to get enough information? Or are we just kind of assuming things and kind of moving on because we're so in the kind of like next, 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 you know, type of mentality, there's always going to be someone else. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And yeah, that, that brings up even a whole other topic, that idea of not giving someone a full shot and making assumptions very quickly and then moving on, which is another problem I think that we have now, of course, with technology and Online dating has now moved to swiping, which is just taking us to, you know, the next person from just a very tiny flaw, you know, just like one little thing that you don't even know for sure about them. The whole reason we date, the whole reason we date is to get to know a person, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, that's what dating is. But we're not doing it. No, I don't think we're doing it as much anymore, especially, you know, I mean, like, listen, I'm guilty too. I'm guilty. I'm not perfect. I've swiped left on some girls on a dating app for the dumbest reasons ever. I'm like, uh, I don't know, she's doing this or she looks like this. Uh, I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, and, and I catch myself doing it. I'm like, wow. Like, I can't believe it. And, you know, it's like I laugh at myself. Like, wow, I was very quick to just like uh, reject that person. Now, in some ways, I'll, I'll say something positive about it. It is nice, okay? It is nice that we do have a lot of options because then mm-hmm. you can find someone in theory that is a better match for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we have that opportunity. I mean, I don't think that necessarily pre-swiping, pre-online dating was the ultimate either. I mean, we're looking at divorce rates that are now like over 50, 60%. So something's going wrong there. I mean, there's a lot of things going wrong there. I think one of the things, in my opinion, is we're settling. I think before we settled because we didn't have an outlet to find more people. But it's a balance, right? It's like if you go too far in the extreme and you're just like, no, I got to find the perfect person. They have to have everything. 
and I can do that because I have so many options, that's when it gets dangerous. Like you got to go into it having some non-negotiables, having some ideas of what you're looking for, and then just kind of going for it, you know? And of course, then the, the other end of the spectrum is just like, well, I can't meet anyone and this person is at my work or uh, they're a friend of a friend and I don't really get a chance to meet many girls, so she'll do. And then you kind of like get in there. So it's, it's about that balance, I think. 100%. I think it's a fine line between setting your standards high and then also not allowing anyone to meet them. <laughs> so, you know, we, we tend to be pretty guilty of that where, you know, yeah, there's always going to be a prettier girl, a smarter girl, you know, a thinner girl. It's like, there's a, just like guys, right. That's always going to happen. But at some point, like you have to say to yourself, like if you're getting about 90% of what you're looking for, that's pretty darn good. And assuming that 10% that isn't there is something that you can tolerate and deal with. You're good. You know what I mean? Like, like that's pretty amazing. You're farther along than most people. And that's kind of the way that I explain it, you know, to my clients. And I think, you know, relating to making assumptions about people and not digging in enough, that's where a lot of ghosting is happening. Because if I assume that, like with that example that I was saying about the parting example, and you and I are on that date, 99% of the time, I'm going to say to you, hi, I didn't see, you know, the chemistry with you, you know, good luck to you. Right. But that's not necessarily true. It's really because I just assumed something about you and didn't dig in on it, which is really on me to do because I'm not so sure, you know, like, what does this guy mean by that? You know, so instead we just kind of assume the worst and say, you know what, he's a partier. He's probably, you know, crazy. And I just can't deal with that. You know, he's acting like he's 21 again and we're not, and he's mature. And you know what I mean? You end up sort of building this whole story that like never actually occurred where it's literally something you never do but it was your brother's bachelor party. And it's like, you know, you're the best man. Like it is what it is. So I think a lot of what, you know, is happening with ghosting, it's, it's expectations. We're expecting the first date to be this like, you know, amazing thing. And it's not always going to be that. I think a lot of it is that we're not opening up enough to actually know, you know, when I have a client and I'll say, you know, how did the first date go? I can kind of tell where it feels like there's just not enough information to tell. And it's typically because you're having interview style questions being asked which need to happen, by the way, of course, like, you know, where are you from? How many siblings do you have? You know, what do you do? All those things, like, sure, like, we need to know those. But going a little bit deeper is really nice, too, because if you don't and you walk away from the date and you really have no idea who this person is of more of like a surface level beyond that, like, how do you know whether you want to go out with them again? You don't really know anything about them. Does that make sense? So it's just like, that's what's not happening where you could actually make a connection with someone. Right, right. What's happening and why ghosting is happening is also just due to laziness. You know, yep. people are just doing it because it's like, yeah, I just don't feel like dealing with hard things. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to do, you know, I'm just going to move on. So it's like, now let's talk to the guys for a second. Guy's sure. listening right now and he is like, all right, so I've been ghosted or I just got ghosted. It's like, what do you do? It's like, what, what, what's the protocol there? Do you just, move on? Like, what are you supposed to do with that when that happens? Like tangibly and emotionally, what do you think? Sure. So let's start tangibly first. If this is a girl that you felt meh, you know, kind of like I could take it or leave it. It was okay. It wasn't amazing, which is probably a lot of the time, to be honest, it just feels crappy to be, you know, rejected. So you can kind of sometimes elevate her a little bit. So assuming that it was just kind of like not amazing, I would just leave it as is. If it's something that feels like pretty good to really good, I would reach out to her. I would say something to her, kind of like, you know, is it something I said? Or, you know, kind of make it like a little bit cute and kind of, you know, add a little levity to it and see what she says. But again, 
it's like, to me, she's kind of starting from behind a little bit. Like she kind of has a strike on her because of that fact. It feels a little bizarre. If you're like, had a great time with you, let's do again, da, da, da. And you don't hear anything from her. I mean, the only real way that that's like actually acceptable is something like really bizarre happened. And even then you just say like, you know, sorry, like I'm going through something right now. Like I need to get back to you, you know, like, listen, life happens, but you should at least get back to that person and just kind of say, I need a minute. Like I'll get back to you kind of thing. So to me, she's got a strike on her. So assuming you really, really like her, just kind of realize that, you know, it is something that happened and you want to kind of keep it in the back of your mind and don't just sort of flush it away because she responded again. And she will or she won't. It's it's really hard to say. You know, it's very situational in terms of whether she'll respond to something. So like, it is nice that you put the effort in and kind of put the ball in her court, but that's really all you can do. And beyond that, don't text her again. That's it. You know, you kind of threw something right. back her way and she's going to swing with the racket or she's not. So I'd definitely leave it there. And in terms of the emotional piece of it, listen, like dating isn't easy. You know what I mean? There's great parts about it. There's not such great parts about it. Unfortunately, these days, and it's kind of getting worse, not better. We're just kind of being bad towards each other. We're not treating each other well. The flaking, the ghosting, you know, all these things happening, the lying, you know, it's not... It's not easy, which is why a lot of people, I think dating coaching is kind of becoming more and more popular for people to get because it is really hard to navigate. You know what I mean? And like, what's, you know, what am I held accountable to? And what is she held accountable to? So I think a lot of it just relates to kind of navigating through the whole process, but you're going to be hurting people too. You know, we all kind of do the best we can. Doesn't mean that it's sort of what you think is your best, but it's going to happen regardless, you know? And so it's kind of, again, like taking it stride and knowing now you know, it's kind of a favor because assuming that most of this happens within the one to five date mark, which it typically does, you kind of now know like this isn't for you. And imagine if you'd gone on 20 dates with her and something like this happened. So it is kind of a favor that she's giving you where it's kind of like, you know, not interested, even though she's not saying it in the way that it sort of should be said. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just canceling themselves out. You know, it's like if, if a person does that, it's a pretty shitty move, you know, I would say like not cool to do that. So someone's doing that. I'd hope that a guy would just be confident in himself enough that he'd be like, all right, well, if that girl's going to do that, as much as I liked her for X, Y, and Z reasons, that's just like a really, like you really want that person back. Like you want to even try to form something with this person because well, A, they're not interested, you know, obviously, because, I mean, you know, you're a girl, girl's interested, she'll respond. Like, mm-hmm. women want men. I know it seems like, you know, I'd had this podcast got over 250 episodes and everything seems like the guy has to do all the work. I get that question a lot, by the way, is guys are like, well, why do we have to do all the work? It's all this stuff we got to do. It's like, well, first of all, girls are, are working at this too, but they're doing it in their own way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you got to remember if a girl is going to show you that side of her, it's like, why, why do you want to be with that person? What, what is so great about this girl that her disrespecting you and doing that move, like that, to me, that's just a turnoff. It's mm-hmm. like that, that all of a sudden makes that girl not, not so cool again in my eyes. You know what I mean? And I'm a golden rule person. I preach that a lot, you know, mm-hmm. is treat others how you want to be treated. So if you don't like being ghosted, you shouldn't ghost either. You know, it's like, let's not perpetuate this. Like if you don't like the fact that someone, you know, you guys had a good time together and you went on a few dates and all of a sudden they're just gone. It's like, that sucks. You know, that's like, that's just sucky. 
So it's like when you, when you are not interested in a girl, just like, come on, man, like have the decency, have the courage to just let her know. Exactly. It's kind of playing by your own rules. And you'll also see too, is like, if you end up telling someone you're not interested and not ghosting them, they're going to have that example. They're going to be like, whoa, okay, that was kind of cool. Yeah. It sucks that this person doesn't like me, but at least they had the decency to tell me. They're going to be like, that felt crappy, but at least it was respectful. Maybe I should do that next time, you know? And then you're perpetuating something that's good. 1,000%. And I think the world is a really small place. And I think the nicer you can be to people, regardless of what's happening, the better, A, you'll feel at night, and the better, like, anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like just leaving off on a positive note as much as possible with someone is just smart. You know what I mean? Like, it's smart from every perspective because you never know if in some weird circle, especially in smaller towns, like you could end up, you know, dating her cousin or something. Do you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, a former friend of hers, or whatever it may be, where it's kind of like three degrees of separation, which happens a lot. And especially in smaller towns, it's like, you just want to leave off on a good note. You know, like my parents raised me, like everything you do reflects who you are. You know, you have one name, don't tarnish it. There's no reason to, there's nothing that you really gain by ghosting someone. Yes, you don't have to have that two second, you know, text conversation, but it really takes like one minute and makes all the difference where you just make, you know, a nice proper line. Again, as we said, the more specific you can be, the better. If it's something that they can't change, it's probably better you don't necessarily say that. But, you know, if yeah, it's something... Hey, I, uh, we went on a date and I, uh, I, did, I didn't like your face. So, <laughs> so, this, so maybe this you should get a new out. one. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, maybe it's something like, you know, it really offended me when you had said blank, blank, blank. You know what I mean? And maybe there isn't necessarily something you can do to kind of bring it back. But at least, you know, and you're now more emotionally aware of something that you had said that you really didn't mean anything by or, you know, I just took, you know, really sensitively. Who knows? But we can really offend people by accident and kind of talk in absolutes and just kind of say, you know, everyone who's blank, 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 you know, you don't really know who you're talking to. So you can kind of indirectly offend people. So I feel like if someone were to say something that, you know, you said or you did or, you know, whatever it is that kind of gives them a bad vibe or kind of took a turn for the worst on that actual date is really helpful feedback for you so that you're not doing the same thing to someone else or you could be more aware about it. Like dating is a learning experience. So as you said, the more that you can teach someone and sort of explain to someone, you know, kind of what had happened, A, it kind of gives room to have a conversation with this person about it um, and to potentially apologize and kind of talk through it. But it also gives you feedback for, you know, the next date you go on in theory. Yeah, totally. And, and also, I, I want to just give the guys another idea. Like one thing you can do is just ask them. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would do that. If a girl ghosts, whether even you're interested or not, if you're like, oh, well, whatever, I didn't really care about her anyways, just who cares? Just like throw it out there. Just text her and say something along the lines of, you know, hey, haven't heard from you. Seems like you're not interested. No worries. But I'm curious to know, you know, I'm trying to phrase it properly. Not like what I did wrong, but I'm curious to know what happened, you know? So yeah. kind of like leave it just for fun. Just do it for fun and see what happens. A lot of guys might be scared to do that because they don't want to know because it stings, right? It hurts the ego a lot, but just do it. See what happens. You might even, you might even get a response back. And like I was saying earlier, you want a response back. It'd be nice to get the response just to see. Now, you got to remember, 
just because whatever she says doesn't necessarily mean it's something you need to work on. You know, you might disagree. You might be like, okay, wow, that person was very sensitive to something I did. Well, I don't want to be with someone who's that sensitive anyways. Or you might be like, oh, wow, yeah, maybe I, I, I did say that. That was kind of weird. Or, or maybe I, I, I did do that. Yeah, I guess that was kind of weird. And if you question a little bit, maybe that is something you can work on and be like, okay, well, no, I'll work on that for, for the next time. Not, I'm not saying you say that to her, you know? So, no, no, no. But, but that's, that's something, something to think you, about. Right. Sure. And you don't want to get your defenses in the way either. You know, or often we'll be like, oh, screw her. You know what I mean? Like, we, I think we often kind of do that just for like self-preservation purposes. But I think it is something to think about and just kind of keep in the back of your mind. And you don't need to agree, but it is something that she felt. And so there's kind of something to be said. I think the fact that men and women are very different, we interpret things differently. You know, certain guys like will do like mock texting or approaching or dating and they'll say something. And I'm like, you know, that could be offensive. They're like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? So I think a lot of guys, it's very innocent. They don't mean to be rude, obviously, but it comes out that way or could be perceived that way. Or they're trying to be funny, but it's really not funny. Or you know what I'm saying? Or they're using a line and it's just very like corny. And, you know, so there's just certain things I think that guys mean well by it, but it's just not taken well by a woman because guys and girls are different. We kind of interpret things differently. So I think there's sort of feedback in that as well. You know, so there is, so that distinction, like you said, between, I don't really get it. You know, like, like it seems like there's something that just kind of didn't add up there in terms of her feedback, but then sometimes it's something to kind of, you know, reflect on and think about and, you know, kind of like, did I do that? Like, was that a thing? Have I done that before? You know, there's a lot of questions to kind of think about in terms of that. We tend to kind of repeat our patterns. So there's something to definitely explore in terms of that. And I completely agree. You know, it's something I sort of tapped on a little bit into more towards the beginning of the call is the same idea of like, asking for feedback. Some women are not really going to know, some will kind of avoid it, but some actually will tell you and give you something constructive, which is super helpful. It comes directly from the horse's mouth. So it is definitely a nice kind of learning tool if someone's willing to give that to you. You know, take it 100%. Totally. And I think the also, to answer the question of, well, how do you prevent a girl from ghosting you? The only answer I can come up with is the long play, right? Because you can't really prevent it. You know, it's just something that someone's doing out of, of fear, mostly, or laziness. But I think the only way to prevent it is to just not ghost yourself. You know, just don't ghost the woman that you're with. And hopefully, if people can start not doing it, like I said earlier, it can teach people to also not do it. Again, a very long play. Who knows? But I just believe people can really, you know, show example of how to kind of treat someone properly. And then, you, you just hope that people are doing that too, you know, and, and, and hopefully that kind of makes the world go around, so to speak. So I don't know. That's probably my take on it is like, there's nothing you can do to prevent it. Just do your best, have a great date and just be on your way and, and don't do it to other people. I feel like this is like a PSA now. We're like telling the guys, <laughs> like, don't ghost. It hurts. <laughs> but it really is true because it does feel like crap. And I think a lot of people who have been ghosted or ghosting. And it's kind of like, but you know how crappy it feels. Don't perpetuate that whole idea. So I completely agree with you that, you know, it is kind of unavoidable. You can't control what someone else, you know, is going to do. But I do think it relates to like you having a thick skin and being able to kind of bounce back as quickly as possible and not take it personally because it happens to most people. And also, as you said, not doing it to other people. You know, it's, we're treating each other really badly. 
from again, you know, flaking on people, ghosting. I mean, it's just as bad as, you know, five minutes before a date, which has definitely happened to people. It's happened to some, you know, my clients, you know, before, you know, working with me, it tends to happen less after, but it's still a thing where people will five minutes before be like, sorry, I can't make it. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, did you really find that out five minutes before the date? I mean, you know, it's, it's, this wasn't really, you know, a thing back in the day. And I think we're getting kind of more and more just rude, you know what I mean? With each other and more closed off and more bitter as we were talking about, you know, initially I'll email, you know, my list and I'll have guys writing me back paragraphs of just how mad they are, you know, at women just in general. And we'll generalize every single woman, like, you know, within wherever it is that they live. Some will even go through the entire United States and say, American women are this, you know, or all women are this, or I wish women were less this. And it's like, you're not going to change them. So instead change your approach. Like there's something that's going on that is actually attracting you to those type of people. Something is happening there. You can't control them, but you can control yourself. Same thing where women say that all guys are jerks. It's like, that's not true. First of all, it's not true. And second of all, like, are there some? Sure. But like, we want to avoid those guys. So what are you doing to, you know, actually attract those type of people? So again, it's, and it can be very simple shifts that you make. Some are and some aren't, but either way, it's like, let's start working on them to kind of avoid having that type of mentality and you going into a first date, you know, with that thought process and that sort of heaviness weighing on you is not fun. You know what I mean? To kind of be like, I hate your entire sex, but I'm so glad I'm on a date with you. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's not, here's the, here's the problem with these negative generalizations. It's not going to do anything for you. Okay. It's like, if you're that, you know, big on, Oh, well, all American women are like this or, 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 or girls are, are like this. It's like, then don't date. Then go to like the MGTOW where, you know, guys are swearing off women. Okay, then just go do that and stop dating. Otherwise, yeah, go one extreme or the other. Either don't date and, and be celibate and don't even bother with women or go for it and do the things you're talking about. It's like, well, you can't change anything. So just work on yourself and just work on finding the women out there that do exist who are cool and who won't do that. Otherwise, if you're just going into it bitter, like you're saying, it's like, it's not going to do anything. You're just going to be upset all the time. And that's not going to push you forward to help you meet more women just complaining about it. That won't get you any results. So you might as well just at least say, okay, some women are like that. Well, some women aren't. How do I find the women that aren't? You know, it's like that I believe is one of the best strategies. 1000%. And you know, it's an interesting thought too, kind of going back to ghosting for a second that I just sort of thought of. I wonder like when you actually look at the person who did the ghosting, I wonder how often those people end up feeling really guilty afterwards. How do you mean? So like when, if let's say you and I are on a date and you know, I think it's going really well, you obviously don't. I reach out to you and say like, Hey, you know, I had a really great time. I'd love to see you again. And you just ghost me. I wonder how many people on your end, so you just ghosted me, if they feel guilty or not at some point, you know what I mean? For ghosting other people. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, did they just not give a shit and like, don't really care? I'm sure some people obviously do, but I wonder how many people like actually would really admit that if they were being honest, that they feel badly about it. Yeah, I think what's happening is a person who is probably ghosting is very self-absorbed. You know, again, maybe someone did it once and they feel bad about it. And they're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But probably if you're doing it a bunch, you're just really into your own thing and you just don't really care about other people. And 
I don't even know if they even are taking the time to be so reflective on their actions to even think about whether it's good or bad. They're just so self-absorbed that they're just doing their own thing and they're kind of just don't care, you know? And a lot of it relates to self-sabotage too. So I think some people probably feel guilty. I'm sure some don't. But I think that a lot of it, again, relates to kind of sabotaging something that could be good, kind of like ending it before someone else hurts you first. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like playing that type of game. And it's it's all fear-based. Like there's so much more to do with this other person than it does the person who was actually ghosted. You know what I'm saying? Like it has so much more to do with that person than it does you and anything that you could have done to sort of turn this person off. That's what I find so interesting. Like it's so avoidant or it's like something happened with that particular person to have them do it, whether it's they've been ghosted by a lot of people themselves or they just don't feel worthy of a good relationship or they just don't feel like they can handle confrontation. Whatever it is, it's like this shows that they have a lot of traits that is not something that you'd want to see in a relationship with someone long-term anyway. But yet so many people are doing it. Yeah. And and I think, you know, as you're saying that it is a way to kind of empathize and be like, all right, instead of going like, screw them, I'm out, I'm going to find someone else. It's a way to be like, all right, you know what, maybe this person is just dealing with a lot of their own issues and they don't know how to have proper relationships. They don't know how to treat other people. And then it's like, well, hope they can figure that out. But again, that still doesn't mean that you need to be with that girl. You know what I mean? It's like, well, they're not evolved enough as you are and they have all those things they're working on. It's still a strike against them. And you still, I don't think we're empathizing to the point where we're like, oh, maybe they just have like a really bad week or they're just like, or they just got some things going on. It's like, well, okay, you know, sorry, boohoo for them. But if you're not the person who's going to be doing that, then you deserve to be with someone who is self-aware enough or has their stuff together and is, you know, trying to be the best person that they can be. It's like, then, you know, that's the person that you want. That You want to be with that person who has that decency or just has, you know, their things figured out. So then you can actually have a good relationship with them because if they're dealing with all that, they're not ready for a relationship. You know, there's a lot of people who shouldn't be even going out and dating because they're still dealing with themselves, you know, and I'm sure you know a lot about that because this is your area in terms of psychotherapy. Yeah, that's a lot of what I do. And I think, again, like nine times out of 10, I don't want to say 10 out of 10 because I don't like making absolute statements, but I completely agree that it's like that girl is not for you. And at the end of the day, if they're being avoidant towards you on, you know, whatever date it is, right, but typically it's going to be kind of more towards the beginning, then they're going to be avoidant towards you in your relationship as well in anything that comes up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they're not going to want to have like real discussions with you. They don't necessarily want to be vulnerable with you. If something's going on where they're not happy, they obviously just jump ship. That's kind of seems to be what they do. So it's not going to be long-term something that, you know, is going to go well for you. Like you need to be the anti-avoidant person when you're in a relationship and talk about anything and everything that comes up, which is a whole other topic, but, you know, of communication, which I just actually did a recording on for a self-development app. But it's like, it, that's so incredibly important is the communication part from like the daily communication to emotional communication. So if this person obviously can't, actually speak with you and communicate and tell you how they're feeling initially, they're not going to, you know, after dating three months with you either. I like the quote that I've heard once before is how you do anything is how you do everything. 1000%. And that's exactly what relates to, like I said, you know, how my parents raised me, like everything you do reflects who you are. 
you know, and it matters. And again, like, even if you never see this person again, like I was saying, it's possible, like, you know, you never know the world is small. You may reach out to them. You may run into them. Who knows, you know, but at the end of the day, like, again, it's just treating people well, it's being classy. It's kind of putting your head at the pillow at the end of the night and feeling good about who you are as a human being. And again, as you said, treating people how you want to be treated. And that relates to anything and everything to dating, you know, in terms of cheating and lying and, you know, all these different things that are happening. It's kind of like, if you don't want someone doing that to you, why would you do that to them? And what do you take to sort of justify all these actions too? People can really take a lot of things and twist them around to make themselves feel better about all of it. But it's like, just again, being more respectful, like has to happen just as in a simple like basis. And you do owe it to that person, even if it was just one date to say whatever it is, you know, like, I'm sorry, I didn't feel like a great fit, whatever it may be. Right. And sometimes you can't explain it where it's just kind of like the vibe isn't there. Something's missing, but you don't even know exactly what it is. Like you can't always, you know, sort of explain like a connection and chemistry and all that. But like, at least give the person, you know, an opportunity to, you know, just kind of know that, you know, it's over, stop pursuing me, you know, move on to someone else, that kind of thing. And be nice about it. That's really what has to happen. And I think a lot of times people maybe are avoiding saying something because sometimes people are super classy back when you sort of break things off with someone, let's say, but sometimes people are really mean about it. And like, we'll go like really like low below the belt and be like, you know, we're not good looking anyway. (laughs) Or you're, you know, boring and, you know, awful anyway. And so I think some people are probably avoiding that as well, not knowing exactly and not to defend them because it's not being defended, but I'm just a case of like kind of explaining it. I think some people just kind of aren't sure how the person's going to react. And some people are nice about it and some people aren't. And I think some of it probably relates to just kind of squashing all that idea that even being able to happen. 100%. Totally. All good stuff. Diana, I'm sure we could probably talk about this for, <laughs> for hours. So much to say. If any guys are still listening, then you can see how Diana's mind works and you know how she goes about at least this part of the dating process. And I 100% recommend that if you do need coaching and you need to go deeper, then she is definitely the one to work with. So Diana, how would a guy be able to find you so you guys can work together. Well, first of all, thank you for that. That was very sweet. My website is dianamandel with two L's.com. And on there, there's a contact form. And so you can reach out to me directly that way. So that's probably the best way to reach out. And then we can talk about, you know, personalized plan for you and the best way to move forward. Cool. So guys, check her out, dianamandel2ls.com and contact her if you're interested in getting some coaching from her. Diana, thank you so much for doing this and for giving your opinion on ghosting, this crazy thing that is happening these days. And hopefully the guys out there learn something and to know probably the best to, uh, to not do it when you finally end up meeting that girl and you're like, eh, I'm not so interested. Just let her know and move on. She'll be happy. You'll move on and all will be well, right? Absolutely. Cool. Thanks again. And uh, maybe we'll have you on another episode in the future. I'd love to. All right, thanks. Thanks.